Our first reading from the book of Genesis in the first chapter. Then God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, male and female, he created them, and God blessed them. God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And God said, Behold, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is on the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the heavens and to everything that creeps on the earth, Everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle reading from the letter to the Colossians in the second chapter, as well as our theme verse for Rooted and Growing through the coming week. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. This is the word of the Lord. I invite you to rise in honor of the gospel. John's gospel, the first chapter. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness about the light, the true light which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh, and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. This is the gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Mercy and peace to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you have done and continue to do to give us this place where you gather us together to hear your word and to receive your gifts. We pray that you continue to work by your Holy Spirit, to remove distractions from our hearts and minds, and let us rest in the promise that you give us in Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. Well, as I am sure you know at this point, we are walking into a stewardship campaign called Rooted and Growing. And uh, for those of you that have been around for some time, you've likely received something in the mail with, 
frequently asked questions and all those good things. And as you have questions about any of this, please feel free to reach out to Pastor Bob or myself or some others who are leading in this way so that we can walk through this together and have some clarity through it. But as we begin, we're going to look at what it means to be rooted and growing. And over the next several weeks, we're going to look at those two words of rooted and growing. And to begin every sermon over the next six, seven weeks or so, we're going to recite that verse from Colossians together. And so uh, we will look at that verse now and be able to read it together, if you don't mind bringing that up. So Colossians 2, 6, and 7, let's say this together. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. All right, so rooted, built up, established, but rooted in Jesus Christ, rooted in the work that God does. And as we look through the next several weeks of Rooted and Growing, our first three are going to look at Rooted. And tonight, specifically, we're looking at Rooted in Creation. In the coming weeks, we'll look at Rooted in Redemption and Rooted in Sanctification. And then Growing in Vocation, Growing in the Body of Christ, and Growing in the Mission of Christ. But tonight, as we look at who we are being Rooted in Creation, we go back to those Genesis verses that you heard Uh, not long ago from Genesis 1, where God had set everything up for Adam and Eve and placed them into the middle of creation. As we look at these questions of rooted and growing, it's helpful to know who our God is and who we are. And as we wrestle with these things, we look at the work that God does as he has given creation to us, and placed us somewhere, that's a rooted question. And as we look at the gifts that are given to us and how we're supposed to use them, that's a growing question. The place in which God plants us, rooted. The many gifts that come along, those are growing things. And how we use them for the good of those around us. So to know who we are in God is important, but to know who we are, we actually need to know who our God is also. Because as we may wrestle with who we are in Christ or who we are as a church or who we are in this location, it's good to know who we're rooted in, as those verses said, as we received Christ Jesus the Lord. So walk in him, rooted and built up in him. Well, we know that our church didn't just pop into being, but there's a long history behind our church. So we look at this church family specifically amongst our two campuses between Escondido and San Marcos, and we give God the glory and thanks for the 30 years that our church family has been around in total and the 10 years specifically in this place. But we know that even that has a history that went on before it with Pastor Kay coming over from Grace and uh, other areas. And then we look back even further there and we say, well, where does the history of the church go Even back further, and we see Walther coming over as well as other Lutherans into other areas of America in the 1800s. We go back even further to Martin Luther himself, and we say maybe that's where the root starts. That's where the planting starts. But that's still short-sighted, and you know that. God's church goes back much further than even the Reformation, and we take it all the way back through the early church to Christ, and we say, okay, we're rooted and built up in Jesus. Yeah. 
We are, sure, certainly, we're rooted and built up in Him as we have been reconciled to God through all the work that Christ has done. But then we know the church goes back even further. It goes back through God's people, through the people of Israel, through Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, not to forget Moses in between them, all the way back through Noah, and we say, well, maybe that's the root of it, after the flood, Noah and his family. No, because our verses that we had from Genesis happened well before that even, right? So we take it all the way back to those first parents, to Adam and Eve, before the fall even, before everything got corrupted and the gifts of God were abused, back to that garden. Back to that perfect setting. Because it's in that perfect setting that we really get to see who our God is. And one quality of that God is a giving God. Think about all that he made, all that he brought into being before Adam and Eve were even formed. The skies, the darkness and light separated. The skies and the waters separated. The land and the waters separated. And then each one of those places filled with life, and we see that creation going on here and around us, and we can see what God has made in all of its brokenness with natural disasters and all the ways that it's either used for good or used for evil and all those different things, and all of its abuses, we still wonder at the creative work of God. We can imagine what it looked like in perfection. In fact, we even look forward to that day when it will be perfected once again. And that's just here on earth. Think of all the things that go into place so that earth maintains as a livable place. I mean, you think of all the gravitational pull of the moon and the planets and everything within the Milky Way of our solar system and the sun exactly the right distance away so that we don't burn up or get too cold. And you think of all the other planets in place so that as everything moves around in this beautiful cosmic dance, the earth remains hospitable and livable. And then for all of that to work, the whole rest of the universe that's out there that works in concert with one another so that everything goes the way in which God would have it go so that we can live here. So that he would have a place to plant Adam and Eve in the middle of the garden. What a giving God. One of his characters that's so beautiful. Characteristics, I should say, that's so beautiful. That he is a giving God, always looking to give good things, always looking to give good gifts. In fact, everything that we have, we can give God thanks for. Whether it's the tangible things that we look at in the first article of the Creed when we say, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth, and go further into saying, well, he's the one that gives house, home, wife, spouse, children, land, animals, house, all those things. We give thanks to God for those things because he's a giving God. But see, he created Adam and Eve in a particular way as well. See, that's another characteristic of God that we can't forget is that he's creative. We know this as we look at the beautiful flowers and sunsets. We know this as we hear music and poetry. All these wonderful creative aspects as you see the ways in which his creativity continues to flow through people. But as this creative giving God, he then brings Adam into the midst of things and creates him and brings him up for a very specific purpose, to be his image bearer, 
as he created Adam in his image, as he created Adam and Eve in his own image, we have to wonder then what it means to be the image bearers of God. What does it mean to be created in this image of a creative, giving God? Well, it doesn't mean that we're created to look like him because we don't really know what God looks like. Closest thing we could think of is the person of the Trinity, the son of, in the Trinity of Christ, Jesus himself. God who put on flesh so we could hear the loving words of God and the directive words of God firsthand. So we could have God tangible in that sense. So we're not created to look like God in essence or to look like him in a physical sense. But we are created to do the work that he was doing in creation. As he brought it all into being and then brought up Adam and Eve and he said, go, be my image bearers, be my responsible ones, be my stewards of my creation, be fruitful, multiply, take care of the garden, take care of the land, take care of everything that's around here so that it would be good for all those who are to come after you as well. Take care of the animals, there's food there for them. Take care of yourselves. There's food there for you. Everything necessary for life is absolutely free and given. We have a creative God. We have a giving God. And that's the God that we're created to be image bearers of. Now you all know that we don't do that perfectly by any means. That we handle that responsibility in a broken way. That that very responsibility of being image bearers of God, we really like being image bearers of ourselves more often than not. We'll do good things so long as it makes us look good. We'll take care of others because we know that they'll take care of us. And though those things will happen, the wrong motivation behind it. See? We're called to do things for others' good simply because God has done everything good for us. And as we look at this good and giving and creative God, we fall before that good and creative and giving God, and we say, thank you for all the gifts that you've given, and I'm sorry for the ways that I have abused them. And then he continues to give. He continues to give through his Son who took on flesh the very life itself the word of life and the one who is the giver of all life gave up his own life so that we would have life. So that our brokenness and our misuse of creation would be forgiven. So that we would be reconciled. So that we would be redeemed and bought back and placed into the grace of God. By no work of our own but solely in Jesus' work done for us. Again creative, and giving. God, who then guides us each day and leads us each day to live in this new life, won by him and handed over freely to us. And so as God puts us in these wonderful places in life, we then get to be his image bearers as forgiven image bearers, as redeemed image bearers, who are still not going to do things perfectly, but thanks be to God that you have a place where you get to hear that forgiving word over and over and over. And if you haven't heard it yet this evening, know that you are forgiven on account of Christ. Your sins are done away with. 
you are given life. And as he has baptized you and wrapped you up in his word, he's placed you into that eternal life, which is not something that we have to wait for, but it's something handed to us now. You right now rest in that eternity. And then that day will come that Christ comes back. That we get to see what that eternity looks like, what we get to see what that perfection looks like firsthand. But until that day, we continue to get to steward all of the things that God gives us. And there's mortgages and there's all those sorts of things to take care of, sure. All the financial things are necessary, absolutely. But see, he sends us out even more to do something that is more important. We need those things and we need these places so that we have a place to gather. But beyond that, we get to carry his word. We get to share his promises of forgiveness in Christ. We get to lift one another up and bear burdens with one another and live life together as God's people, formed by his word that is continually creating forgiveness, that is continually giving us life. Because it's in that word that we are planted, rooted, built up, and established knowing that he gives all good things as we are rooted in Jesus. Amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we give thanks to you for all that you have done, all the good things that you have done in the past to bring us to this place and all the good things you do now in the present and all the good things you do in the future. And we pray that you would guide our hands to steward those gifts for the good of all those that you bring around us. As we hear your word, we learn it more deeply and we care for all the folks that you bring into our lives. We pray that you lead us. In Jesus' name, amen.